Sid, very nice to meet you and thank you for making time uh, for me to come and chat on the podcast. You're now my third per, third interview um, on the podcast. So I'm, I'm honoured to meet you. Uh, I just want to ask you uh, how, or how you came to be uh, a perfumer and owner of a of an independent perfume brand uh, from um, your previous professional background, which which I believe was in design. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, thank you for having me today. By the way, I'm, I'm really honored you asked me to do this. It's my pleasure. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I started out my career as a graphic designer. Um, I fell in love with perfumery, um, like pretty much right after graduation. And I was working kind of in beauty and wellness um, and a lot of packaging design. Um, so I was just starting to get into all that stuff for the first time. And um, I just became obsessed with um, with perfume and the potential for like uh, emotional connection through scent and storytelling and poetry and I wanted so badly to go to perfume school but I had just gone to this expensive art school <laughs> um, so I uh, ended up enrolling in herbalism school <laughs> not knowing what I wanted to do with that really I was just so drawn to wanting to learn more about the plants that I was reading in the notes um, also around um, early in my career, uh, I met perfumer Yosh Han, uh, who was like an OG indie, and um, I started working with her as her designer. So I was learning a lot about the industry just by working with her. Um, but I had I had not quite decided that I was going to start a perfume brand at that point. Um, so I studied herbalism for a long time. I thought I was going to be a clinical herbalist. I thought maybe I might go into alternative healthcare of some sort. So is herbalism, I'm just curious to know, understand what, what that was that you were training for. Is it, um, is it what maybe we would call nat naturopathy or is it a different thing altogether? That's actually a different, uh, it's a different okay. kind of practice. So right. this would be specifically Western clinical herbalism, which um, we learned about plants that were native that have okay. historical medicinal uses. Um, as well as uh, plants that have been used all over the world too. So that kind of folds in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're learning about like the lore of plants, the mythology behind them, their traditional uses, that kind of thing. And it's something that I still think about a lot when I formulate or when I decide to kind of like create a concept for a perfume. Um, so I did that for a while and then, um, I met my husband and I ended up moving to Hawaii and that's when I first started my brand. Um, I thought I was going to start an herbalist brand, but I just wanted to work with scents. So I ended up, um, making incense and, uh, kind of centered the brand around incense making. Um, and I was formulating them like perfumes. I wanted them to have a top, middle and a base. Um, I just loved the tactility of it. And I learned a lot about aromatic materials by like literally working with the materials themselves. Um, and then, you know, le years later, so I ended up living in Poland for a couple of years because my husband's job, he's a mathematician. So that ended up, we ended up moving uh, a couple of times for his postdocs. 
Um, so I lived in Poland for a little while and that was a really amazing experience. And then we ended up in uh, Boulder, Colorado, which is where I met Don Spencer Hurwitz, who ended up teaching oh, me how to actually make perfume. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask you about your your meeting with with Dawn because it it seems from just reading a couple of your posts on on social media, she was very pivotal in you like just going for it and being where you are now. So she actually took the time to teach you perfumery. Was she running courses or or how did that all come about? She has a few students. Um, some of them do like a work trade for her and some of them are just like strictly students. So she, um, you know, she does that. She's the president of doing that. Um, some students have worked with her for many years, like Amber Jobin, for example, yeah. um, also a really talented perfumer. So, so you, you got to meet her when you moved to Boulder? So yeah, we, we met, I, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, emailed her, uh, I, I didn't like entirely know what was going to happen or I didn't know. Uh, like the full extent of her background even I, I was just like w- just landed back in the United States I was looking for you know someone uh, like a, a group to connect with with similar interests and um uh yeah she actually I came to her thinking that I was going to be like a natural perfumer because that's what that was in my comfort zone and she talked me out of it <laughs> she was like you're not going to be able to achieve these concepts that you have with just naturals alone uh so she taught me how to use synthetic materials as well so I'm, um, I'm 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 pretty interested in that in that aspect because there i mean there are obviously um indie perfumers who do choose to work in in only naturals uh for for whatever reasons out uh, so were you i mean was it a matter for you really that you were just familiar with those materials and that's why you thought you might want to only work in naturals before dawn obviously <laughs> um talked you into trying some some aroma chemicals yeah that's exactly right um yeah like i natural perfumery is awesome i i love lots of natural perfumery and Mm. i I respect that craft so much um but i wanted to make experimental perfumes i wanted to like push it and get weird and the original my original ideas were i think like a lot more along those lines i actually changed kind of what i wanted to do after the pandemic i wanted to be kind of i don't know i kind of wanted to lean into things that felt healing for me and i started writing poetry over the pandemic as well and so that became a part of the process which in my mind was always i always thought of perfume as wearable poetry so um well why not just actually write poetry for them as well yeah i love that i love that so uh, let like i guess that's a good segue into your inspiration for the perfumes you make so uh, am i right in saying at the moment uh, the sid botanica line has seven perfumes or that's correct yeah, there's, yeah. There's seven. yeah um so uh each when when you get an inspiration for each of them are they are they coming from a similar origin or do or do different things inspire each particular perfume so you mentioned poetry uh like how many of them um for instance how many of them have actually been inspired by something you've written or you've read or or does it work that way yeah that's a great question um they're usually inspired by some kind of feeling that i am just obsessing over that feels healing to me and i want to express that feeling in a lot of different 
kinds of ways I want to examine it and I want to like turn it into a space you can walk into. So I do that through poetry and I do that through sense and I do that through creating art. And there's no, not necessarily a particular order in the way that I do it because I think about all of them kind of at the same time. That's that, that's a really. It seems to me like a really organic way to to work. Do you find? I mean, does each perfume sort of roughly take the the same amount of time to get to a point where you're happy with the final product, or do you have moments where some things just come together really quickly? Others, other stuff you have to put away for a long time and then come back to it. How does it work for you? It can really, really vary. Um, the first three I made were Honey Body, Butterfly Tamer, and Wavy Tulip. Wavy Tulip came together in a few weeks, Honey Body a few weeks, Butterfly Tamer it took me a little more time. That is actually one of the most complicated formulas that I have. Um, it's really, really like symphonic, but it's really, it's kind of swears in a subtle way too. Doesn't read like it's heavy and complicated. Um, and then the entire Alchemy series actually made for an art show, so I had a deadline. Um, and uh, Tote Protein, Waterloo especially, just came out of me. It was so fast. And Ghost Flowers took me a little bit of time because I was trying to marry uh, elements of the first two perfumes to make something completely different. So that one, um, that one was a little more challenging for me. Just a, and and just on average, um, like what what is you have you would have a, a perfumer's you know your version of a perfumer's organ where you have a, 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 a certain amount of materials that you work with, but like on average, do you try and put any kind of limits on yourself in terms of trying uh, not not trying to put too much into something, or you start off with accords first and and then build on those do you have like a uh, like a, a technical process that you go through to develop a, a perfume um i usually before i even start um i sit down with a palette that i have in mind and i spend time with it i smell the palette and I smell how they're going to work together with sun strips um and then sometimes while i'm working i'll just feel an intuition to grab something else and add it in, see how that works. Um, it's, I work pretty intuitively and pretty loosely. And I definitely try to challenge myself by like, trying something I haven't, I haven't, wouldn't have before. Did, so when you uh, did go make this decision to, to start your own perfume brand and line, what were the biggest challenges that you faced going from the idea to to a, a living breathing business and and trying to stay creative with all the with all the business side of things at the same time did you have any challenges with that oh yeah i mean um the like cost of cost of things is always a challenge it took me a really long time to source bottles that were kind of like I, I wanted them to look like potion bottles yeah and i wanted them to look like kind of sciencey and originally thought i was gonna have this like really sciencey aesthetic with like maybe like milliliters drop like screen put on the bottle and I, i'm always i mean yeah it's always kind of like what, what can i afford to do right now how can i like work with my within my own budget that's kind of the biggest biggest hurdle at the moment 
Yeah, because I imagine, uh, well, you know, I'm familiar with like when when you've got a small brand, you're also limited to what's available to you, especially because bigger sort of brands can buy more um, yeah. things like bottles and and have more of an more options available to them. So yeah, so it's, uh, so you're based in L. Are you based in Los Angeles at right now? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, so I've been here did- about two years. Oh, okay. So, did you um, find it easy to to develop a, like a support network? I, mean, I guess you know, with being online and the internet, you don't need to necessarily have uh, geographic support nearby. But did did you find it easier in Los Angeles to to get started and and set the business up? Actually, yes, I, it was easier here uh i don't know if it's just because i there's just a lot more artists or what but i I, when i moved here i just felt so so good and so happy to be here and like all my plants started growing like crazy and i felt the same way i just felt like ah and uh, like all this stuff like wanted to come out of me creatively and i just keep meeting the coolest people even still i i we didn't have like any super super close friends here but we had friends of friends or people that i'd met professionally at some point and some connections from college um and i i feel like at this point i have an amazing um like a really amazing like friend group out here and like really good connections so um i i love well, i love living here i, I love uh, people like that here a lot. Are you um, are you restricted at the moment to just selling your perfume within the United States, or can you, you know, like do you struggle um, with things like shipping overseas and that kind of thing? Unfortunately, yeah, I can't ship overseas yet. I really, really would love to though, um, because I I have quite a few friends in Europe. I have some friends in Japan now. Uh, I would love to expand into lots of different. Uh, international markets, but um, I can't do that at the moment. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna divert now <laughs> because what one the one of the earliest things I saw on on the Sid Botanica social media pages I can't remember if it was TikTok or or Instagram was a, a video that you made uh, making a lavender hydrosol and and I'd never seen that before like on on. Uh, you know, the process of going through it. So do you make, um, I mean, is it only the hydrosols that you make or do you make other, do you make your own other materials that you use in, in your perfume? Uh, so that you asked me this question. Um, hydrosols are something that I make once in a while for fun. Um, I, it started when um, Eliza Emerald Swan asked me to teach a distillation class with them at the Philosophical Research Society. So I've been distilling kind of as a hobby for a long time. And I studied alchemy with some practitioners, which is where I learned distillation. So there's a, like a, a spiritual, emotional kind of component to me as well, for me as well. So they asked me to teach that class with them. And then um, the hydrosol was really well received. People loved it. And people have asked me to make more. Um, so I've been distilling a lot more lately, um, and I would love to try um, making some small batches of materials for, for perfumes in the future. So I am currently working on a perfume that's the scent of a meteorite smashing into the earth, and I have actual meteorites that uh, I will be distilling. Um, oh, wow. Perfume. 
That sounds that sounds awesome. Do you <laughs> do you um, do you actually have m- materials that you use? Uh, I mean, I guess my question is: Do you have favourite materials that you that you always seem drawn to um, using over and over again, or uh, does it really depend on what you're being inspired by at the time? Um, I try to uh, choose materials that will like fulfill the brief I've created for myself that will solve the problem that I'm trying to solve. But I also have to work within my means. So sometimes I, you know, I work in a limited palette. I, I can't like you, you know, I, 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 yeah, I do end up using some things over and over. Um, and there was also like definitely I have my own preferences when it comes to fragrance, but I don't necessarily formulate to my own preferences. Uh, I, I formulate to solve the problem and like work within the aesthetic of the brand. And, sp- and speaking of your own preferences, did you were you a big perfume wearer before you actually got into making perfume and and doing what you're doing now? Yeah, especially early on, I was obsessed. I I would collect files of everything. I would. Um, organize them by house. I would write up little descriptions for all of them. It was back in the blogging days, I think. Um, so, I, you know, if, uh, if TikTok, had, TikTok had been around back then, I probably want to have been one of, I would have been like a perfume TikToker. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 how many, what, what size collection are we talking here? Like, did you have a lot, uh, you know, hundreds of Samples oh, of perfumes, yeah. Hundreds. They didn't all make it with me through all my moves. I think I ended up giving quite a lot of them away. Um, but I, I loved, it's hard to remember all of them. I really liked Largeson back then. I loved Serge Lutens. I liked um, uh, CV. I Hate Perfume. Those are some early influences, I would say. And then Yosha's original production, collection was really influential to me, too. I, like, I loved her work. Yeah. So did you have any particular favorites from Lattison or Serge Luton? Um, I'm really bad at remembering the names of things. That's but I, that's that was like my first introduction to like funky animalics with Serge Luton. He had yeah. one that like literally smelled like a barn. Okay. I think it was called like the scent of a circus or something. I don't ah. remember exactly the name. Oh, Zing. Um, You're probably thinking of Zing. Yeah, it's probably Zing. Yeah, yeah. it's probably that one. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, that one like blew my mind. It wasn't something I liked to wear personally. I just like liked the idea of it. I think. Yeah. Um, and the, I liked a bunch of the Larson ones. I, well, I remember the Blackberry one. I really liked. Do you have? Um, if I asked you what your very earliest scent associated memory is, could you describe it for me? Um, wait. Two things came up when you said that. Yeah. Like the first perfume I ever bought was when I was in Paris and it was a Jean-Claude Elena Hermes perfume. It was one of the, the Jardin series. I wore that, I like wore, wore the whole bottle dry. I loved it. But my earliest, early scent memory, um, I just remember smelling flowers and loving the smell of flowers as a child. I was just like really sensitive kid and I loved nature. Um, and I just kind of remember like whipping up grass with my hands and like, smelling it. and. Like maybe the smell of my dog, like a wet dog, jumping out of a pool or something. Um, and I, I, I was known for loving scents. Like my grandma would always say, it smells good, because that's something that I would say after 
<laughs> selling every flower. <laughs> um, so I've always, I've always been really sensory. Do you, do you, so do you like love cooking? Because I'm, cu- I'm curious about people who, uh, who are into perfume, um, generally sort of have similar interests that, that involve things like taste and, and smell or, or have an artistic background. I'm just curious if, if that applies to you, like with cooking and taste, or is that just not something you're into? I like eating food. I yeah. love cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I love going to like a a fancy restaurant. I, or even actually not even that's not me. I like I love food. I just love I like all food pretty much. Um, my husband likes to cook. He's the cook. Um, okay. and he is really passionate about it. Actually, he made his own tofu press during the pandemic. <laughs> like he surprises me because way above and beyond like what I would do. Like, I don't know. I'm actually pretty bad at feeding myself. Like I would, I would live off hummus and crackers, like left to my own devices. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always curious about uh, a brand, like an indie, small indie brand like yourself. Um, You've got the seven perfumes out now. So are you always constantly working on different drafts of the next perfume or do you give yourself like any sort of, breaks where you sort of focus on other things. I'm just curious about how your day-to-day, you know, job is, is like how, how it all goes. Yeah. I kind of, I tend to work on new perfumes and like bursts. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm entering another one of those bursts where I'm going to work on like three perfumes at the same time. Um, but there was like a long period where I was just, um, trying to maintain the business and trying to work on social media or work on making videos um, or just uh, making enough product for these markets that I've been doing on the weekend. Um, so I'm excited to jump back into the creative side again really soon. And obviously you sell online. Uh, do you find it difficult to sort of get into the retail market, you know, through distribution or is it not something that you tend to worry about? Um, like as in it'll take care of itself if, if everything works out. Um, I don't think it is something that will take care of itself quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am in one, I'm in one store. It's called yeah. the Gorky. It's in Silver Lake. Um, I didn't have boxes for all of, my perfumes until kind of recently. So I wasn't aggressively looking for retailers, but I, I really would, I'm really looking for them now. I definitely want to partner with more retailers. Um, and I've brought my perfumes into two stores and they loved everything, but I'm uh, still trying to pursue those connections. And do you tend to work in different concentrations for your perfumes? Like uh, are some just, uh, does it depend on, how they end up smelling, whether they're an eau de toilette or or the parfum or extract concentration, or do you tend to sort of work within the same sort of uh, strength of perfume? Yeah, they're all technically EDP, but they're all at different dilutions. Yeah. Um, Depending on the concept, like uh, like suspended water lily is a bit lighter, just a little bit lighter than the other ones. You know, some of the watery ones are a little lighter. I know that you worked with, with... Dawn, um, initially when you were learning more about perfume, did you, like, were you inspired by the style of any sort of uh, really well-known perfumer 
um, you obviously tried a lot of perfumes beforehand, but were were there particular perfumers that sort of inspired like a style that you really enjoyed? Maybe not influenced your work, but but something you just really sort of uh, connected with from a particular perfumer. Yeah, maybe not so much like perfume style, but like like overall style. I really like uh, Christopher Brozius definitely had a big impact on me. I, I think I just thought he was really cool. <laughs> um, and I mean, Don definitely stylistically had a major impact on my work. I mean, the, uh, people who are familiar with both of her work will definitely comment on like, oh, I can see how she's your teacher. Um, even Yosh, I mean, I think we have like a really, really, I honestly think of all the uh, perfumers whose work I've sampled, I feel like we have a really, really similar aesthetic with perfume, which is, I think, one of the reasons why we worked together for so many years. Did you connect, did you connect um, with, with her through the Institute of Art and Olfaction or? Um, actually, no, I've never taken, I actually have taken a couple classes there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, they weren't perfume classes. They were like, I took a regulatory class there and uh, some sustainability. I watched the sustainability course that my friend Mauricio was in. Um, I, I wish the institution had been around when I was first interested in perfumery, but it hadn't, hadn't uh, been, hadn't, you know, been made yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, but, uh, I mean, I mean, in a few years, it's probably going to have uh, a whole bunch of perfumers that it that it's helped out. Um, it already has. I think um, there's a definitely like a big one of the reasons I wanted to live in LA was because I knew there was a scene of perfumers here um, that were connected through the school, and I thought maybe I would um, maybe be involved with the school in some way. But uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. I, I would like to, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, I, I just want to go back um, a little bit with with your, uh, I guess, using art as an inspiration or <sighs> melded into your perfume um, ideas. You know, you mentioned you mentioned poetry, but I, I'm just wondering: do you, do you use uh, other senses, I guess, to visualize mentally visualize a perfume? Do you hear notes? Do you? Uh, is there a sort of a um, a, a kinesthetic um, way that you uh, that you connect with perfume, and especially when you're creating? Does that question make sense? I'm, I guess I'm yeah, thinking, it does. I guess I'm thinking uh, about you know the example where some people can sort of hear notes or see colors when they're smelling things. Does that apply to you? Yeah, I definitely, as well as the kind of feeling sense and visual cues that come up. It's, I have a really active imagination, I guess. <laughs> it's so, like with, you know, sometimes um, they'll just be like a plant being spirit will like emerge from my imagination. And I just like, I ask it questions. I'm like, how can I honor you? Like, what would you, how would you like to be represented? And in addition to that, music comes up quite a lot too. And, um, I'm learning to teach, I'm teaching myself Ableton and MIDI at the moment. Um, I do make music with my husband and we have written some songs for the perfumes before. Um, I did a collaboration with Scent Trunk 
uh, where we wrote a song for the perfume called Whale Song. Because it was, uh, there's ambergris in the perfume, and there are whales that visit that location in Portugal, which is what the, the perfume is based off of uh, the Algarve, Portugal. Oh, wow. Love so, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something I would, I would love to make an album inspired by the perfumes, for sure. Like, that's a dream. That's a long-term dream. I love this idea of of matching different art forms with to the the art form of scent. Like you know, like smelling particular things while you're listening to an album or a soundtrack, or or looking at some visual art. Um, and obviously, people people do that kind of thing already with some of these olfactive exhibitions that obviously the institute gets involved with uh, as well. But um, yeah, but I love that idea. So that that's um, really really interesting. So with the with the Centrunk collaboration, was that you know like a download of the music that you would get if you if you bought the perfume, or how did that work? Um, so this all Centrunk perfumes come with a postcard. Okay. Um, and I, I designed the postcard for that. And then there's a little QR code on the postcard with a link to my SoundCloud. So ah. you can listen to it on SoundCloud. All right. Well, you'll have to give me the link to SoundCloud and I'll put it in the, in the, <laughs> in the notes of the description of the podcast. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a song for, there's a song for ghost flowers up there too. Um, and some of them are perfume ideas for the future, like Earth Stars, definitely going to be part of the alchemy collection. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah. that, I, I mean, that's kind of the first time I've come across this concept with um, with any perfume brand that I've that I've been aware of. Do you like? Do you know if anyone else is doing something like this? Not that I know personally, but I don't. I don't know everybody. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, yeah, there's a lot of perfumers who are also musicians. Yeah. I found. Um, like Heather D'Angelo of Carts of Fragrances. That was in a band. It's um, not it's it doesn't surprise me at all that there's a lot of perfumers who who are from who have an artistic background, period. Um, whether it's like music or visual arts or writing. Um, it like it's obviously not a surprise but and it makes me. It makes me. It does make me curious because obviously a lot of independent perfumers who start their own brands. Um, a lot of them are sort of self-taught or you know go non-traditional methods to teach themselves perfumery versus people who go through classic. You know, go to perfume schools in in Europe and um, and just uh, that. That side interests me in in terms of like the the sort of different backgrounds that people have and how they come to perfumery. Um, oh, I totally agree, and I love that it informs their work, and it's it's endlessly fascinating how different uh, the perfume everybody can make because we're all different, you know. Yeah. The secret ingredient is like is us, you know. It's would, our you, art. <laughs> would you? But would you agree being? You know, being an independent perfumer, relatively sort of, you know, non-traditionally taught perfumer, um, that you feel, do you feel less restricted because maybe you you didn't learn all the all the inverted commas rules of perfumery um, that perhaps you would be sort of 
you know, drummed into you if you went to a, per, you know, traditional perfume school? Um, I think so. I mean, I don't know what it's like to go to traditional, per, I don't know what it's like to go to those schools. I've, um, but I've heard that it, uh, you don't jump into learning the, like working with the materials for quite some time. And I had the opportunity to just jump in um, when the time came and I got my hands dirty and I loved that. I, I learned so much just by working with the materials that to learn about them abstractly first for working with them. I think I would have a hard time with that. I'm a really hands-on learner. Um, but I do try to follow a classical structure, like love structure. Um, the thing that I hear all the time is like, oh, your perfumes are so floral. But I love, I love a, like a good hearty metal <laughs> the composition. Like I want you to smell the metal of the perfume. I want that to like last a little while before they dry down. Like I really want you to like experience every stage and like play with the timing. And I love the way they unfold. That's just so beautiful. I really enjoyed talking to you and meeting you for the first time. So hopefully it's not the last time. And um, if you ever want to catch up again, um, we can we can do that. Just let me know. Um, but good luck with everything and um, the business. And I hope um, you go from strength to strength. And I look forward to smelling some of your perfumes soon. <laughs> <laughs>